The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Today, we're joined by Todd Askew, the AMA's Senior Vice President of Advocacy in Washington, D.C., will share what physicians need to know about new legislation that averts a Medicare payment crisis. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Todd, first, thanks for joining. Uh, I know you've been very busy on this particular topic, and I just want to start by saying congratulations on this new legislation. I know it's a huge victory for patients, physicians, and the healthcare system, and the AMA and its grassroots network played a huge part in this victory. Um, let's start first with a little bit of background. Uh, tell us about what the cuts uh, were going to do if they were to have taken effect. Sure, Todd, and, and thank you very much. This is, a, this is a big deal. It's a big deal for physicians, for the AMA, for the whole Federation of Medicine. It was really a, a great effort that came together here after a lot of work by a, a lot of people. Uh, so you'll recall that towards the end of last year, uh, we were facing some fairly significant uh, payment cuts in some specialties due to the implementation of the new E&M coding structure. And that was obviously paired with a significant financial hit that a lot of practices were taking uh, because of the impact of lower patient volumes uh, during, the, during the heart of the pandemic you know, at that time. So uh, Congress stepped in uh, at the end of the year uh, after, again, a lot of work, a lot of a big effort, and made a couple of adjustments uh, for last year. One, uh, they gave a 3.75% across the board a bonus or add-on payment, if you will, uh, for one year. And the second thing they did was suspended the sequester. The sequester is a legacy of a failed uh, budget bill 10 years ago where every year Medicare payments are actually 2% below where they should be. So they put a moratorium on the sequester, uh, which added an extra 2% uh, to physician payments. And so that was a good cushion to help physicians stay above put some more revenue into practices uh, to deal with the challenges we were facing. Later in the year, uh, earlier this year, uh, Congress passed another, the American Rescue Plan Act, which provided a lot of really important investments uh, in things like uh, co healthcare coverage, for example, um, and, and other important investments that were needed. Uh, but congressional scoring rules meant that that was going to have to be offset under a structure called PAYGO. And that essentially means at the end of the year, they add up how much they overspent and they basically cut everything. And so that was going to lead to another 4% cut in Medicare payments beginning this January. So with the expiration of the two bonus programs or the moratorium on the sequester and the bonus program and the addition of this 4% PAYGO cut, uh, we were looking at uh, Medicare rates being 9.75% below uh, where they uh, were were this year. So a pretty significant hit to all take in one year or even, you know, over a couple of years uh, for physicians, uh, even when we have seen that, you know, revenue is coming back, but we're still not there and we're still uh, facing the challenges uh, and the higher costs associated with caring for patients during the, uh, during the pandemic. Well, that would have been an enormous hit to physicians, but also there's an impact on patients and the, and the healthcare system as a, as a whole. You know, why is it so important or why was it so important for Congress to take action? Well, trying to absorb almost a 10 percent pay cut in one year uh, would have been impossible, especially with the challenges 
physicians are facing, not only uh, the higher cost of caring for the patients that I mentioned, labor. Uh, we've seen that, like, for example, nursing staffs uh, are very much in demand and uh, uh, the labor costs have gone up or are significantly higher than they might otherwise be. And if you, if you don't have the personnel in the office, if you're not able to keep your doors open, uh, everything with inflation is going up, uh, you're not gonna be able to see the patients. And so uh, if you can't keep revenue flowing, uh, uh, patients are going to suffer and access is going to suffer. So the AMA has been working on this for months, uh, urging Congress to take action to avert these payment cuts. And uh, just this past week, legislation was introduced and passed to address the issue. Give us the highlights of that. Well, sure. And it's really amazing because just a couple of weeks ago, I mean, we've been banging away at this and talking to legislators for six months about this, as have folks across the entire Federation of Medicine. Um, in the last couple of weeks, we've really ratcheted up the grassroots pressure and the grassroots have responded tremendously. Um, but even as recently as you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the line from Capitol Hill was, uh, it's a huge lift. There's really not a lot we can do. We may be able to help a little bit, um, uh, but it doesn't look like uh, we're going to really be able to um, uh, make a big dent here. And then just continued pressure, you know, from the AMA lobbying team and others. You know, I had the old boss who used to say that the uh, difference between a dog and a lobbyist is when you open the door, the dog stops barking. And so literally the AMA team and others just kept hammering away and this is, and we ended up with a piece of legislation introduced, like you meant, mentioned, just last week, and it moved very quickly uh, through Congress. And we, we ended up with uh, pretty much most of the cuts being ameliorated and, and a lot of help for physicians. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. That's excellent news uh, and real tribute to uh, your team and the grassroots efforts. Um, what's next for this bill? When does it take effect? So um, uh, January 1, the, the payments will not be cut. And that's really the key here. Uh, the bill had several really important elements. Um, the sequester moratorium was not going to go on forever. Uh, but what we have done is preserve that full moratorium. So that 2% higher than it would be normally. Uh, for the first quarter of 2022. Uh, 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 it goes down by 1% uh, for the second quarter. And then we have the sequester back to the status quo as it was a year ago uh, in the second half of the year. Uh, the 3.75% bonus from last year, it expires, uh, but they have given now a 3% bonus. So not quite as much, but still uh, significantly above uh, where uh, we would have been and also the 4% um, PAYGO uh, cut, you know, across the board has been, has been put off. So essentially uh, we're gonna be about 9% higher payments uh, than we were scheduled to be under current law 
uh, beginning in January. And there were a couple other important provisions too. There's a radiation oncology uh, demonstration model uh, that has been a source of a lot of consternation. Uh, that has been delayed for a year, so maybe we can get it right. And, and also there were some clinical lab um, fee schedule cuts and reporting requirements that were supposed to come into place um, that we've been working on. Uh, th those have been put off for another year as well. So uh, they did hit some of the most important priorities that needed to be addressed before January 1. And then we'll just keep, we'll just keep working on this because we can't keep doing this every year. Uh, Congress needs to take a step back, realize this is difficult for doctors, the uncertainty, and it's difficult for Congress at the end of every year having to scramble and put together a legislative package that it should be a no-brainer, but they never seem to get to it until the end of the year. Uh, so we're going to have to talk about real reform. We're going to have to talk about things like getting rid of budget neutrality, which means if one service gets an increase, all the other services have to be decreased in order to compensate for it. Uh, we have to talk about streamlining uh, the programs. They're very complicated, very burdensome. Uh, to participate in, and they don't make a lot of sense uh, to physicians who want to, you know, be able to provide high quality care, but the system is just not uh, set up in a way that, that makes it easy to, uh, to demonstrate that, you know, and, you know, another one is an update. We don't have a regular update that builds in the increasing cost of medical inflation every year, and that doesn't make any sense. So every single year, the value of physician services and the payment for physician services is being eroded uh, because uh, inflation and costs keep going up, but the payments don't. So there's a lot of work to do, uh, but I think a lot of members saw this time that they don't want to be stuck in this position again, and maybe we'll be able to start building that momentum uh, in, the, in the new year. Now, this is a, a clear example of where amplifying physician voices on this incredibly important matter really move the needle. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the AMA and its grassroots network and how they work together to push for this le uh, legislation to pass? Ab absolutely, and th this is just key, where when, when the dial got turned up on grassroots, the grassroots uh, responded. Uh, both the patients and the physicians uh, were very active in reaching out to members of Congress. Uh, uh, I think the last number I saw was well over 133,000 direct messages sent to Congress, uh, 13 million impressions through various social media channels, um, and the phone calls directed right to the people who were making the decisions. Uh, it was really a very, very uh, impressive effort. And that continued literally right up until the last minute uh, to pass the Senate to meet to get cloture. Of course, uh, you have to have 60 votes in the Senate. And of course, there were 50 Democrats who had agreed to vote for it. Senator McConnell, the Republican leader, was for it. And so they needed to get 10. And our team spent time working with the state medical associations and calling directly into those offices and talking to those senators and their staffs about why they needed to support. And that made a real difference. It helped put, uh, put us over the number we needed uh, to, to get closure or to end debate in the Senate. And that's what got this bill passed and on its way to the president's desk. Well, that's amazing and powerful. Um, how do uh, physicians and listeners get, get involved in AMA's other grassroots campaigns? 
Absolutely. We have the Physicians Grassroots Network uh, and a VIP programs for very influential physicians who may have a personal strong relationship with a member of Congress. Uh, you can find out all the information about how to get involved there at Physicians Grassroots Network, all one word, physiciansgrassrootsnetwork.org. Um, and there you'll find information on how to sign up. We try not to flood your inbox uh, with lots of stuff, uh, but it sure does help when we need to get those phones ringing and those email boxes full uh, to be able to press a button and have people spring to life. And then I would also really encourage people, if they're not already, to subscribe to the AMA's advocacy update. Uh, I think it's ama-assn.org slash advocacy-news. And by signing up for that, we keep you informed every other week of what's going on in Washington, what the AMA is doing, so that when it comes time to, to need to weigh in, uh, you already know uh, what's happening and what the need is. There's really no time uh, like the present to amplify physician voices. And again, uh, look at physiciansgrassrootsnetwork.org for more in, uh, information on how to get involved in that. And definitely sign up for the AMA's advocacy update, ama-assn.org slash advocacy-news. Todd, thanks so much for joining us uh, for this special update. Congratulations to you, the team, the Federation uh, for moving this legislation forward. That's it for today's episode. Uh, we'll be back with another update shortly. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. This has been Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts.